the chant is drill baby drill he had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of donald trump is not in charge of the law in our country because you'd be in jail secretary clinton I say, America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jeff is a mess. Welcome to a Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. Not quite hump day, but also not Monday. Also not Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love those Tuesday scaries. <laughs> hump day scaries. August 23rd edition of the Elephants in a Room. And in case you uh, you were losing faith in our justice system, I just wanted to make sure that uh, everyone knew today that justice was served. Oh, good. Who got served? Paul Pelosi gets five days in jail for his DUI. Wow. <clears throat> Bro, the punishment really fits the crime there. And three years of probation. Uh, whatever what? That means. Eating whatever grapes that... in a multi-million dollar house? Yeah, whatever that means for an 82-year-old multimillionaire. <laughs> okay. Paul Pelosi already served two days in jail. Oh, God, the whore. And received good conduct credit for two other days. Napa County Superior Court Judge Joseph Solga said, Paul Pelosi will work eight hours in the court's work program in lieu of the remaining day, Solga said during Paul Pelosi's sentencing, which, of course, he himself did not attend. <laughs> That's a disgrace, but predictable. I wonder, I wonder how he's going to get out of eight hours of community service. Like, I want to see Paul Pelosi out there on the five picking up trash. He's going to be like, I got COVID. I hurt my foot. I hurt my foot. It's just going to be ill, quote unquote, illnesses after illnesses. And then they'll just be like, ah, you're excused. (laughs) (laughs) I want chain gang Paul Pelosi. I want him in a chain gang. I want him in a chain gang. Yeah, well, keep hoping. Right? I don't think that's going to happen. Send Paul Pelosi. You know what he should do? He should send, he should clean up the tenderloin. That would be he should go that clean up the tenderloin. That would be real community service. He should have to go. It he would have also to go pick take up, him you know, tenderloin for eight hours. It would take him a lot longer than what is it? Five days? Two days? <laughs> he should have to go. He should. How have many to go days pick does up, he have to do? Pick up poopy in the tenderloin. <laughs> How many days does he have to do? He has eight hours. Oh, that's you can't eight even hours. you can't even clean like one sidewalk in that amount of time in the tenderloin. <laughs> <laughs> he um he would see things that he did not believe were possible. <laughs> um, he's gonna ask Nancy to move if he goes do th- and does that. He's gonna be like, "This place is disgusting. We shouldn't live here." 
right? He uh, he offered his driver's license along with his 1119 Foundation card when asked for his identification. The 1119 Foundation supports uh, California Highway Patrol employees and their families. I'm not saying you should let me off because I pay your salary, but I think you should let me off because I pay your salary. I, I always thought that that was a joke. Oh, oh, here's my, you know, here, yeah, oh, hey. Here's my wink, wink. Yeah, hey. You know, I got a I got a friend friend down at the station. He said to uh, to uh, give him the, give him give him give you his card if I ever found myself in this predicament. And you know what? I find myself in this predicament. Yeah, I find myself in this predicament, sloshed on wine. Uh, anyways, uh, we started with that because that's basically like the best news for Republicans. <laughs> wow, we're really winning. <laughs> yeah, we're really winning. So we're actually, so this is the second recording we did because we started a first recording and we started talking politics and we're like, wow, this is horrible. It was just very depressing. This is very depressing what's going on. And so, um, so we killed it. So we killed it. It's and literally we done. We don't even we don't, have a copy. Yeah. We don't really want to talk about it. No. Um, you know, it's just, this is what happens when you are in the opposition party. Yeah. This is what happens when you're in the opposition party, is that sometimes you have to go through a string of losses. You have to go through a string of losses in order to energize you and remember why you got to take back the majority, why you don't like being in the minority, okay? And that's what's happening right now. That's all that's happening right now, because you want to know what? It's not been a great summer for Republicans. Okay, we started off great, right? Dobbs ruling, awesome. Turns out that's energized a portion of the left that and independence that we, we didn't expect. We didn't expect. And it's showing up in polling right now, and it's showing up in terms of donations, especially to organizations and candidates. We find ourselves in a situation that we didn't predict we would find ourselves in two months ago, which is the red wave is looking more of more like a red uh, t- splash. Uh-oh. And, um, and that's just the reality of the situation. You know, the other reality of the situation is, is that uh, it looks like it's po- quite possible that President Trump has given Joe Biden and Merrick Garland an opening for them to legitimately really harass him. Well, hopefully there is an October surprise coming that will be a last minute convincing at the polls. That's what I'm going to hope for. That's um, Because if I need to go back in my little bubble... And just think about the inflatables I'm going to put on my front lawn for Halloween. I'll do it. I'll do it. I kind of think that that's just where our head should be anyways. <laughs> like right now. You know, and, 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 and we don't, we're, we're not going to do the doom and gloom thing because it's way too early to do that. And like Katie said, you know. We should just three weeks. We should just be thankful that we are in a time where people aren't paying attention. So okay, fine, they're winning. But Mm. you know what? It's like winning in April in baseball. Bully for you, but there's still five months of the season going. That's exact. Who knows where you're gonna end up? Your superstar could get injured. You know, you don't know what's gonna happen. That is that is one hundred percent the correct correct uh, metaphor to use. 
and, and or not metaphor. Analogy. Simile, analogy. I don't know. Whatever. It's example. They got rid of that. Relatable in the for our, example. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 exactly the uh, that's exactly what we're looking at here because uh, yeah, like you said, life it's just it's just too unpredictable, especially with news cycles these days, as fast as they are. Um, you know, it's just there's no there's no reason to panic because uh, as we were chatting about this earlier, Katie said. The only thing of value uh, during that uh, partial recording, which was, um, um, is anyone really paying attention this deeply to what's going on right now? And the answer is no. Um, no one's paying attention. Only the hardcores are paying attention right now. Only the people that want to get upset during, um, during the summer are paying attention right now. Only the people who cannot be changed whose minds who cannot be changed are paying attention on the left and on the right. It, you know, it's the hardcore fans, just like the hardcore fans in baseball. When your team's in the cellar, you still got fans, but it's the ones that'll be there for you when you're 0 and 162 and 150 and 10. Like, those are the people paying attention. All the people who eventually come in and make you all the money and come to the playoffs, they're at the beach. Precisely. So... Who cares? So we're losing right now. Eh! If you're worried about it, go volunteer, get involved in grassroots. That's the best way to go. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know what you want. And, and that's, that, is, that is exactly the mindset that we need to have. Because remember, this is, this is frankly, at this point, you know, we had a lot of give in our support. So... If this is where we're bottoming out, we're in a good spot, right? We're in a good spot. So let's just take a deep breath. Labor Day's around the corner, and then we got to refocus, and we got to help out our candidates. And you want to know what? Some of our candidates, they're not doing a good job because they've never run for office before. They and don't hopefully, know what they, the hell they're doing. Hopefully, they just get their crudités out of them now while oh no one's paying attention. Right. And then by the time October rolls around, they learn it's called a veggie tray. Can I ask you, is that what it's called, a crudité? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Cr- Can cr- we inform listener of what we're talking about? Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. I don't know what he was doing. An interview, a commercial, and he, he was... pronounced Wegmans. He called it like Wegners okay, or something like he that. It was horrifying. was talking was just... about how oh. horrible inflation was, I think, <laughs> and how the price of crudité has gone up. Mm-hmm. And his opponent jumped it's like on 20 that. Twenty bucks now. Yeah, his opponent jumped on that to be like, "We call it a veggie tray." Okay, honestly, who cares what it's called? But it was a Elizabeth Warren talk to your friends when you're in line at the cheese shop elitist move. Exactly, exactly. It's just the kind of, you know, oh, I'm, you know, listen. He's like, listen, people. He's like, people will understand where I'm coming from. People are like, <laughs> yeah, dude. First of all, you're from New Jersey, so we're already skeptical of you. And Second now you're all, calling our veggies crude today. Yeah, just like, just like stop, just, just, just go. He should go from, he should go to every Wawa and Sheets in a pickup truck. That's all Doctor Oz should do from now. Just crisscross Pennsylvania in a pickup truck, going yeah. from, going from Wawa to Sheets to Wawa to Sheets from town Isn't to that town. Pandering though. 
Well, at least he'll be able to introduce himself to people and be putting in a good faith effort. That's the true. funny thing is, the funny thing is, he's the only one to have agreed to two debates. The trust fund baby Fetterman has not agreed to a debate, probably because he had a stroke a couple months ago and isn't isn't equipped to do an hour, hour and a half debate. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, this is the guy, and and th- and this is funny. Pennsylvania has the choice between Doctor Oz from New Jersey and John Fetterman from Pennsylvania, but who uh, had his parents paying for his lifestyle, giving him a salary until he was about 50 years old. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, just uh, just This is how far politics have come. There are no good choices. Just fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So, it's okay. We're losing. We're going to move past it. Yeah, we're going to move past it. Well, you want to you want to know what if you I got to I got to ask you something. Okay. Let's say you're energized. Good. Okay, you're energized. You're ready to go. You want to hit the streets. You want to make a difference. Yeah. How do you free up time? You got to work, right? Well, for us, it would be giving up golfing, but I don't think we're going to do that. I... <laughs> Sorry, I, I had just a, had a I brain had a, spasm I had thinking heart, about I had that. A heart palpitation. Yeah. Uh, uh, you were saying. <laughs> well, you know, maybe you are. Um, you've lost some love for your job. Okay. Sometimes that happens. Have you ever changed jobs? Yes. Have you ever become a little disillusioned at your workplace? Yes. It's happened to everyone. Right. You're going to switch jobs. It's very rare someone does the same thing for their entire life these days. However, the other thing that is a constant in our lives is we have to come up with new terms for what I like to call Slacking off. <laughs> <laughs> is it not DI and be inclusive? I don't know. If it, I, what is DIMB? What is DIMB? Did I just say DI and B? DI and B. What DI and B? Diversity, inclusion, and belonging. Well, I mean, it seems like these people don't want to be part of the, <laughs> the B part, the belonging. Quiet quitting is the latest workplace trend, but it doesn't mean what you think. Quiet quitting. So when I say quiet quitting, what do you think? Um, you quietly leave? <laughs> I was thinking ghosting. Yeah, you just don't show up. Yeah, you're just like, I got a new job, I'm out. I just don't, you just don't show up. You just don't show up. Um, that's what I thought. But, but here's what it is. Uh, years of long hours, understaffed companies, and burnt out employees have all led to the latest TikTok trend. Quiet quitting. The catchphrase quiet quitting is misleading, however, making some people think it means workers doing the bare minimum at their jobs. This is false. Mm. It's about stopping doing work that people think is beyond what they were hired to do and not getting compensated for. Interesting. So this is basically saying, you know what? F it. (laughs) I don't really feel like I need to go above and beyond. I'm going to come in. I'm going to do what you asked me to do. Right. And, and at 5 o'clock, I'm going to take the train home. 
and I'm going to have my hot cooked meal and play with my kids and go to bed and do it all over again. Working nine to five. Am I the only one who's always done this? <laughs> I, um, you should, well, Max and I have a perspective, a different perspective on this, but I, unless you are working for yourself, you should only give your employer what they give you in return. They don't give you loyalty, this so is you true. shouldn't give them loyalty. This is true. They only give you X amount of dollars. You give them X amount of work. They're not giving you extra money to work extra hours, so don't. I... There's a scene in Silicon Valley when... Which is a TV show on HBO TV for those show, of you without I, a library. Actually, you'll probably know because that's all you watch. Yeah, so you just watch television. For those of you with a library. So, so for those of you with a library in your town that you frequently visit, you may not know what this is. Yeah. Silicon Valley, show on HBO. At one point, it's a scrappy startup, hits the big time. They end up getting funding and they get a new CEO put in place via their funders. That's a word. The funders. <laughs> sure. The funders. The funders. Uh, the investors. investors. The investors. There you go. Oh the my investors. gosh. My brother's gonna be embarrassed by that. And so they. Um, and so, anyways, they have to build this uh, box instead of this cool, cool product that they wanted to make. And um, they just had to meet this bare minimum and just kind of phone it in and whatever. And one of the programmers goes, they, they try to put piece everything together at the end and they're like, Oh, Hey, like Guilfoyle, your, your code isn't meshing with the rest of this. And he's like, yeah, I just, I, I couldn't write the code poorly enough to meet, the minimum spec that we were hitting, I just, I, I had to do it better. I had to do it better. And there are some people that are wired like that who just go, no, like, no, I need to fix this. This is going to bother me, right? It's just like an OCD thing. It's a tick, you sure. know? It's just sure. like some people are like that in the workplace. And I'm, I sometimes am one of those people where I'm just like, no, no, no. I know how this, I've seen where this goes. I know how this ends. I think no, there's... No, no. I don't think the quiet quitting is this, uh -huh. but I think while I am present at work, I'm present. Like I'm doing what needs to get done. I, some might say it's going above and beyond. Like I'm in it while I'm there. Yeah. But when that clock changes, I'm out. Like I gave you my full effort while I was there and now I get to go do my own thing. You don't get me 24 seven. Yeah, and I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. My first job out of college, I was work 24-7 for two years. But, um, but now, you know, I think what I've learned is if you see a gap to, and listen, I work from home. But if I see a gap to... Well, I think what the quietly quitting thing is saying is basically one of the issues with corporate America is that once you're at a place, mm -hmm. you often won't be well rewarded than if you skip jobs, by which I mean mm -hmm. your raise is very minimal. Your promotion raise, very minimal. Yep. So it's not motivating 
to put in the extra time. So I just think more people are figuring that out and they're just more burnt out. And so they're like, well, I can do the bare minimum, still get the raise I was going to get even working my butt off. Exactly. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. And I kind of took it. That's what I kind of took it as like, I'm going to do the bare minimum. And if that means I'm done at three o'clock and I've got no more meetings, don't be surprised if I go for a bike ride. <laughs> is that what it says? Well, I think that's kind of what they, they, that's kind of what they talk about is, is about how it's, it's basically how it's people are fighting, fighting burnt out. And it's about prioritizing thing. It's about, you know, um, it, well, Okay, so something about burnout is interesting to me because I work in corporate America and we talk about this way too much, is I have always historically thought burnt out means you're literally tired, like you're burnt out, like the meaning of the word, like a candle goes out and it's burnt. Mm -hmm. But what it can also mean is that you've put, you continuously put in effort and you don't see the fruits of your labor. So that could be something like you're working on a project and it just never ends or it you finish it and you don't get the accolades or you release it to customers, you don't see any progress. And so you're just like continuously spinning your wheels and not seeing any improvement. And yep. that can burn you out as well as just like working a lot of hours. I agree. I agree. It's, it's, um, it's a grind. It's a grind. It's the only way to put it. But yeah, I just thought that was, I just thought that was funny. It was just like, you know, I, I, <laughs> it's a new trend it's just it's just it's what people it's just have always something done else for them to write about of course it's just something else for them to write about like looking for lo- how about how about this you used to work in the dating dating industry let me tell you yeah let me tell you something folks it takes uh it takes a lot to realize that your your girl your fiance has like a dozen dating apps on her phone <laughs> with an account on all of them. But anyways, but they're not, they weren't me <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Point is you used to work in the scene and, um, um, you know, uh, we are probably not dating experts. No. Even when I worked at a dating site, I was working on running the ads on the site. So yeah, wasn't even talking to customers. <laughs> and so uh, let me, let me, I, 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 I want to run this idea by you. Okay. Looking for love in the metaverse. Ugh. This is just the 1990s or I guess 2000s chat rooms, but with more ickiness. It was a perfect first date. It started with a trip to an amusement park nestled in an alpine valley. Sure where colorful roller coasters wound through the trees. Then the couple played a round of miniature golf before topping the night off with a shared bucket of popcorn at a movie theater. And it all took place in the metaverse. That's how Samantha M., a 26-year-old from Washington, D.C., met her boyfriend, Caden, who lives in Utah. The pair connected on a dating app called Never Met which helps singles find dates in the world of virtual reality. Aye. Since their first rendezvous in March, the couple has connected at least once a week in VR chat, a popular metaverse world, sometimes spending entire days virtually together. The two have yet to meet in person, but they interact outside of the metaverse too, mostly through texting, phone calls, and video chats on Discord. Aye. 
It hurts. I, no. <laughs> I. <sighs> it's just like creepy chat rooms, but like to a whole new level. I want to quiet quit society. <laughs> I'm just going to put in the bare minimum now. I don't feel how much like I need to interact with anything anymore. I'm glad I'm off social media. I'm never going to do the metaverse. I feel like I feel really good at like essentially that by the time I hit 30, I'd basically given up on anything new. Like that's it. I'm done. I don't need anything more than what I have right now. Thank you very much. I'll just I, listen to the radio, the phonograph. Yeah, I just, I don't think I can understand the metaverse because to me it's like online chat rooms meets video games, both of which I have zero interest in and never had interest in. Yeah. So I, I just, I can't get I into love it. video games. Yeah? Then do you love the metaverse? No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never play video games. I can't remember the last time I played video games. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I know. Anyways, they're fun. They're fun. There's some value to them. Not loads, but some. All right. What else you got for me? Oh, what else do I got for you? We got the librarian suspended. We got the librarian who's got her. These parents paid $60,000 a year for the little preciouses to go to a library, uh, to go to a school where their librarian wants to upend straight white male librarianship. I didn't even know that was a thing. Are there more, like, is, are the demographics of librarians mostly white males? I feel like, I'm trying to think of all the librarians I've encountered, they're usually women. Uh, it's just, uh, it's just very, oh, very okay. Ingrid so Conley. The librarian was suspended from Twitter. Yes, for that which, tweet. Which, wow, you have to do a lot to get suspended burned, from Twitter. Burned, she burned white straight male librarianship to the ground. That got her suspended from Twitter. Ingrid Conley at Abrams, 43. Sadly, the students at my school only go on to Ivy League colleges, so I've truly failed them with my queer, freewheeling, godless, radical hotbed, hotbed of a library. Conley Abrams tweeted in 2020. Conley Abrams' Twitter bio includes the phrase gender is fake. I'm, act I'm just mostly surprised that the tweet burn white straight male librarianship to the ground was considered hateful conduct because isn't that wokeism? Isn't that what Twitter loves? It's like one of the least violent things I've ever seen on Twitter, <laughs> to be completely honest. I mean, like, she's like a radical feminist librarian. It's like, yeah, okay. Gender is fake. Community is real. Right. Gotcha. Sure. So is the flying spaghetti monster. So wait, are the parents upset that she got suspended from Twitter? No, or are they upset that she exists? No, they're upset that she's the librarian. She's spreading her nonsense in the school. They're like, we're not paying this amount of money for some librarian to be doing things like being on a school panel called Talking to Children About Anatomy, Gender, Sexuality, Puberty, and Pregnancy for Grades pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, and first grade students in 2020. How long has this She was a gender expert on the panel. How long has this person been working at this school? 
Well, one day would be too long, so too long. Yeah, I'm just curious, like how- it's just another it's just another ad. And the only the only the only reason I point this up is because this is kind of because well one because we love talking about libraries. Well, one because we like talking about libraries. One because this is the kind of nonsense that that gets parents agitated and activated in the community to make a difference. And the next this battle over school boards in local elections is is going to lead to bigger and, and better things and it's just one of the things that I, I i think you know we we just we sometimes we 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 take our eye off this stuff that's going on and we gotta we gotta we have to we have to see st- stories like this and remember that we need to be vigilant in our own communities about what could be going on you know, we don't need to be burning white straight male librarianship to the ground. <laughs> I think maybe maybe we can focus on reading like, uh, you know, Harry Potter. We can read in the middle. That's a cult. That's the occult. You know, witches and wizards. Yeah. That's godless occultism. But uh, I'll meet her in the middle and I'll let her read uh, The Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban's a little heavy. I really don't have much else after that. We're going to give student loans, Biden student student loan giveaway tomorrow, $10,000 given away to everyone under making under 125 grand. What else is new? Just free money. We, well, I mean, we do print it, so I guess that's not difficult. Going to cost $300 billion with a B. <laughs> what is money? It's just an illusion. It is just an illusion. All right. A tight 30 today. Yeah. Good work. I thought it was. All right, team. We will see you Thursday. Yeah. It will still be August, but it will be almost September. So. Yep. There you go. All right. We'll see what, we'll see what we're spending money on as a country that day. Yeah. We'll see if we have any money left. Yep. All right. Bye, y'all. The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jeff is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>